0: We and I are going to race, and the one who comes first would get a little wreath. And people would put time and effort, and for some of us here that are particularly studly, and not including myself here, you put a lot of time and effort into the gym so that you can have your your summer body. You know, they say summer bodies are built in winter. So the guys have put a lot of time and effort, and you can see that, right? But for some of us, we haven't necessarily put that time and effort, and you can see that thing too. So we're called into this race. It's a wonderful race, and there's, there's, we'll run for earthly prizes. You know, I think if, it, if I said to you, hey, real, I'm going to buy you a trip for two for you and Esther six months from now, Mauritius. I'm telling you, with about, with about three months to go, they'd be, hey, suddenly KFC would be out, and it would be like, and gymming, and tan, you know, you want to look as good as you could. You would run your race, because there was a prize, there was a goal, there was a target, we can you can also go i don't have the money but god will get us there but the wonderful thing is that as you read this is that there is a race set out for each and every one of us and each of our races are different the wonderful thing in the kingdom is that i'm not competing against you i'm not trying to beat you in winning my race what i'm actually trying to do is beat me is beat the flesh and at this time of the year, it's, and I know we're talking a lot about this time of the year, but the fact of it is, is, that a lot of us are tired and weary and worn out. And actually some of us are going, Lord, why am I doing this? What's the point? Why do I beat my body? Why, why do I say no to things I could say yes to? Why am I faithful when I could be not? And the fact is that, Lord, that the Lord Jesus actually owes you and me Nothing. He does not have to reward us for our good works. He doesn't have to give us a wreath or a prize or a trophy at the end of our race. Simply having salvation and constant and eternal fellowship with him should be enough. Yet in his kindness, he looks at us and he says, you know what, Esther? For every thing you've done, for every sacrifice you've made, I'm actually going to reward you one day. And it's going to be amazing and it's eternal rewards that moth can't eat and thief can't steal how many of us would say it's hard to be a christian is there anyone that would agree that said no it's hard to be a christian hello there's a couple of honest people here thank you appreciate it it's hard this world is not set up to make it easy for you every organ the organizations that you're working for those that are in corporate how, how much more difficult is it now to be able to express your faith freely than it was a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago? You know, when I was in, in Redstall for many years, we would actually have prayer meetings on a Tuesday in the office, and there was ten guys that would get together, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about effective prayers. I look at my organization that I left now, and they've gone a whole other path, and God has just been squashed out of that organization. Worldviews have changed. Us that believe and hold to biblical worldviews are actually becoming, you know, in, in America, Christians, fundamental, what we call, what would we, we would be fundamentalists that actually believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God and we actually believe what it says, would be considered fundamentalists and would be on terror watch groups. Do you know that there are people that are employed by government to watch church groups and see what they preach? And when guys start getting too controversial to start actually having a little go and they start getting watched, did you know that this is happening? The world is not set up to make this easy for us. It's set up to make it increasingly hard. We have an enemy that fights against us with everything that he has. And as our world starts to get into a more ju- post-Judeo-Christian uh, the way of thinking into a secular humanist thinking. It all becomes about me and my and what I get out of this and how comfortable my life is and how nice my life is. Think about all of the airs that you're going. Trust your heart. Do what feels good to you. Be the best you you can be. Go and look at the top ten books. Seven ways to a better you. It's all about how do I improve my quality of life. But when we look at the kingdom of God it's totally different. It's an upside-down kingdom. We're called to a life of sacrifice. We're called to shun and to to run away from sin. We're called to war against it. Where people are saying, hey, make good investments with your money, put it into long-term investments so you can have a nice pension and all the rest of that sort of stuff. We're commanded to be generous to those that don't have Where people were putting up walls during COVID to keep others out, we were commanded to bring people in. Our kingdom is not this kingdom. It's totally different. We're called to, if we want to save your life, lose it. What are we called to do to our enemies? Love them. Pray for them. Bless them. It's completely, completely contrary to everything that's happening in your, so it is Hard. It's hard. My friend Vernon, sitting up there, put your Do you know that this is like an Iron Man? He's actually he's actually done an Iron Man, which is like how far do you swim? Three point eight k swim. A hundred a hundred and eighty kilometer cycle, and a forty two kilometer run. I think if there's someone in this room that understands running a race, it's him. And how many times during that race did you feel like you wanted to quit? And why didn't you quit? Because you knew what was lying at the end. At the end, he, what did you get? You got a cap, eh? You got a nice little Iron Man cap. Like seriously, I, I would have bought you a cap. You could have saved yourself the trouble. But he'll, he'll swim, run, cycle that far. Essentially for a cap and a bit, of, a bit of a reputation to say, hey, I'm an Iron Man. But one day, one day, you and me that are in this place that are running your race, that are tired and it's, it's tiring, I'm bringing up little kids and I've got to go to community on a Wednesday and then my community's on set so I've got to be there early to sit up and pack up chairs and then I must put coffee out and I must do all these things and then that oak is nasty to me. He didn't greet me this Friday and now I must see him on Sunday and now I must forgive him. York, us. it's hectic, man, It's hard. It's hard, but I want to give you hope, man. I want to bring this thing back, and I want to show you the heart of God in it so that when you look at it and that, that uh, what, what do they call lactic acid starts to build up in your muscles and you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I can't make it over the end, that you can lift your eyes and you can see that there's a prize that's been set apart for you. And you'll strengthen yourself in the Lord and you'll run again. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. I read this and as I was reading it, it just popped out to me. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So I want to ask you, as you stand here right now, I'm telling you that you have an appointment with Jesus. You do. You do. So do I. And you're gonna stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ. How does that make you feel? How many people are excited for that day? How many people are not excited for that day? How many of you are not gonna put your hand up no matter what I say? <laughs> Thank you. All right, we got some. We got some lovely ones, yeah. So some of you might be reading that and actually there's a sense of trepidation in your heart, and you're going, hold on. I've got an appointment, I can't get out of it, I can't be sick that day, I can't fall in, call in absent. I will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and He will judge me and He will reward me according to what I've done in this life. If that's filling you with trepidation, I wanna help you. You see, the word in the Greek for judgment seat, it's a word bima, bema, B-E-M-A, bema. And what bema represented in the Greek times was an elevated platform where the the judges would sit, morning, (laughs) where the judges would sit and they would watch the race to make sure that everyone was running according to the rules, but also it was a platform where they handed out the awards, the prizes. You see, the judgment seat of Christ is not a seat where you will sit and be judged for your righteousness in God. It's a place where you will stand before the Lord and He will give you reward or you'll get nothing. It's not a salvation issue. It's a reward issue. So the judgment seat of Christ, for those of us that are in Christ and are running hard, should be something we're looking forward to. You see, because those rewards that we get are eternal. They can't be taken away. And that for me was so encouraging and I hope it's encouraging to you. One day, for the, mo- the morning when you decided to do quiet time instead of sleeping late, and you poured out your soul to the Lord, and you encountered Him, and, and He gave you something prophetic, and you shared it with someone, and they felt encouraged, there'll be a reward. For everything that you have built in this life through the Spirit, there will be a reward that no man will ever take away. So when it gets tiring and when it's hard and when you're questioning, Lord, why am I doing this? It doesn't matter what I do. No one ever sees me. It doesn't matter how I pour my heart out for people. No one ever appreciates it. No one ever thanks me. Know that the Lord is busy with his tally. And one day when you stand before him and all things are made known, you will be rewarded for the things that you've done well. And there will be loss of reward for the things that have not been, that have not mattered. And I think sometimes me standing up in front of you today and sharing this word with you is not necessarily something that the Lord will reward me for, because maybe my reward is actually having the privilege to share it with you. But maybe it's that giving a cup of water to a stranger, It's arriving out of a. a, a deep-seated heart devotion to the Lord, not sort of, some sort of religious commitment. You see, if, if we're going to live our lives in, in, in this world out of religious commitment, then we're going to need to start going back to where it says, come to me, like Rion preached two weeks ago. Come to me, all who are burdened and heavy laden. You see, because the law puts a yoke of slavery on us again. And the grace of God takes us out of that and actually puts it in us to want to do these things we run the race because of what lies ahead it's the grace of God man this is good news I don't know why everyone looks so serious is this not good news you're gonna get rewarded for the things that you do in Christ you guys go no rewards for you guys today eh? I want to encourage you guys stay the course over this period for many of you, you're gonna have the opportunity to spend time with people that you wouldn't have spent time with more. Can I tell you, one of the hardest things for me coming full time out of, out of the workplace, into ministry is being at home so much. Shock and horror. <gasps> Did you just say that? Yes. You must understand, for 22 years of my life, I got up in the morning and I left my home for eight hours and then I would come back. Now I'm there all the time. Do you know what else has been hard? It's been hard for Chantal. Because I'm there. <laughs> Wives and husbands, it's difficult. You get used to your life finds a pattern. And then all of a sudden, I'm just happily swimming along in my lane and then a conversation starts getting struck up or a voice note comes through and my ears start going. And I'm like, hey, who's that? No, oh, you should say this and this and this. Actually, that's not my lane. That's not my circus and that's not my monkeys. I need to just get back in my lane and keep going. Run my race. I can't run their race. I can't run your race. So the heart of this today is to encourage you and say, guys, let's keep running. There's a reward for you. And if we look in Galatians 6, Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10, it says this. This is very clear. This is where This is the big finale, the big finish. <clears throat> Let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are in the household of faith. I don't need to get any kind of Matthew Henry commentary on that. It's very, very simple. If we go back to verse 9 again, please. If it's in there, and let us not grow weary of doing good, does that not mean that it's possible that we will grow weary? It's possible. In fact, it's there it's as an encouragement because it's going to happen. And I want to ask you, as I finish this morning, and then we're going to quickly pray. How is your heart right now? As you've come in this morning, I want you to be honest with yourselves. Don't forget about everybody else. Just close your eyes with me if you don't mind. How is your heart this morning? Are you tired of doing good? Are you weary? Has loving God and loving God's people become a burden? Where actually you're just going, look, I just want to tap out for two weeks, three weeks. I don't want to be part of this thing. I'm not going to backslide and I'm not going to go and sacrifice kittens. But I'm just going to, I'm just going to tap out. I'm not going to be front-footed. I'm not going to be diligent. I'm not going to build anything in the next three weeks that will have an eternal reward. Have you lost the joy of your salvation? Is there no longer a sense of anticipation for that day that we stand before the Lord, expectant and believing for great rewards for the many things that we've done in Jesus' name? Do you need to come to him and be unburdened this morning? Do you need to take his easy yoke upon you? Do you need to just meet with Jesus again? I ask you to answer that question in your head and then answer that question in your heart. So here's what I want you to do. If we can do this again, you can open your eyes. Thank you. As if you feel like you can be honest with yourself and the person next to you. What I want you to do is look at the person next to you. If there's three of you. You're going to need to work with each other. But look at the person next to you and say, I'm tired. If you are, if you are, I don't want you to say you're tired if you're not. If you are, I'm tired, I'm burdened. I've lost sight of my reward. And then what I'd like us to do, it's just as you've got the people next to you, just for two minutes, I just want us to pray for each other. And perhaps you feel the person next to you is, you know what, God is listening to your heart. So can I ask you, just now, for, we need it for two minutes. Connect with the person next to you, And just share, where am I at? How is my heart? And then just pray for each other and then we'll land it from there. Okay, go for it. Just as you finishing off. If you were standing up front here, yeah, you'd see what I see. And before we started praying, I saw some pretty serious faces. Saw some pretty serious, tired, worn-out faces. But as I look up, I'm seeing a lot of people smiling. I'm seeing a lot of people that have broken through. But I feel like I really wanna say this, and I want you to hear this as if it was only you in this room. I'm gonna repeat that. I want you to listen to this as if you were the only person sitting in this room. Jesus loves you. He really loves you. He came, he lived, he died. And he rose again for you, for your every sin, for your every transgression, for everything you've ever gotten wrong and will get wrong, he died to offer you a way back. He never got tired and quit. He got tired, he sweated blood, but he ran his race for the prize, which was your and my salvation. Just for us to be reconciled to this eternal God, who hears your prayers. You know the Word says that He He inclines His ear to us. What that effectively means for us is that we don't we don't talk about that, but effectively what He's doing is He's cupping His ear. He's putting His ear next to your heart, he's saying, "What'd you say, baby? Just say that again." I want you to know, I know some of you guys are facing mountains. Like Marlene encouraged us. Some of you are facing valleys. But hope leaves our heart when we lose sight of the fact that Jesus is Lord. Our circumstances shout so loud that we can no longer hear the still small voice that's whispering to you, my son my daughter i love you i've never left you there is no circumstance in your life that is beyond my power there is no sickness or disease that i cannot heal there is no enemy that can defeat you because even if your body gets destroyed in this life i have eternal life for you says the lord this morning and i do want to ask Because I don't know everybody here, and I don't know everybody's position in the Lord. You see, we've spoken this morning about the rewards that the Lord will dish out to those that are in Him. But we need to be in Him, and to be in Him, that means that we we actually turn our back on the world. We repent. we, We turn. You see, you are a sinner, and I am a sinner. It's a fact, it's not a a belief, it's not a way of looking at things. You and I are sinners. We were born sinners. We don't have to teach our child to steal their brother's toys. We don't have to teach our child to eat that chocolate that we've told them not to. Sin is innate, it's in us. And we have the remedy for sin, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he came knowing that none of us could make it none of us could work our way to his salvation so in your place and mine he came and he lived as a man facing every test trial and torment that you and I would face so that he could understand in ma'am I want to tell you Jesus understands everything you've been through because he lived fully as man he understands And then he went to the cross and he died and was raised again and seen by many witnesses in accordance with the scriptures. He fulfilled every prophetic word that was spoken about him. And in doing so, he shattered any separation between you and God. Because he says, I am Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So I want to ask you this morning, have you entered in? Are you his? Have you publicly, because the word does say that if you will will acknowledge me publicly before man, I will acknowledge you publicly before my father in heaven. Have you publicly acknowledged through some form, standing up, saying a prayer, doing whatever it is, not to fulfill some sort of religious practice, but actually to have a heart connection with the King of the Universe that promises you eternal salvation and reward. I want to ask you this morning, if you haven't, then maybe today is your day. Maybe this moment is your moment. Today is the day of salvation where we can run back to him. Or perhaps even you've been here this morning and you've been in church and around church for a long, long time. And things have just crept in and your heart's become cold, corrupt. And you know Jesus. And he was Lord. But now he's just, he's just my get out of jail free card. And the relationship has just become one of a convenience, because one day I'm in Christ, I'll make it to heaven. And you're just wandering through this life completely aimlessly. It can happen. It's happened to better men than me and you. And I feel like this morning the Lord says, come back. Come back. I don't want a dry relationship with you. I want our relationship to be rich and intimate and deep and personal. So can I ask you, with, with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you've never made a public proclamation, Jesus, I want you to take my life. I repent of my sins. I want to be saved and I want to make you Lord and Savior in my life. Won't you raise your hand? Like everybody who is, thank you. Thank you. Heaven says, oh, the Bible says that heaven rejoices when one sinner comes to salvation. Ma'am, this morning heaven rejoices over you. But I believe there's more. I believe there are those of us who've been in Christ for a long time, but actually we just, it's, it's just a side, it's a side salad. It's not my main meal. And the Lord is calling you back. So I want to ask you, can we pray this all together this morning? And you'll know in your heart, between you and God, you'll know if this is a prayer of recommitment. And if it is, I want you to pour this prayer out with all of your heart. It's not a recital of some poem, but this is a communication with the living God. So if you you wouldn't mind, I'm going to pray, and then you just pray this after me. Father God, I stand before you today and I ask for forgiveness. I ask that you would wash away my sins, that you would make me clean. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you in everything that I have. I pray that you would be my Lord and my Saviour. I pray that you would empower me, Holy Spirit, to run my race, to run it well. Give me boldness, courage, strength, and love in Jesus' name. I am yours, King Jesus. some of you, you came home. (laughs) You came home today. I know it. I feel it in my heart. Some of you have returned to the Father and He's going to return to you. And I prophesy that in this time, in this season, actually when you thought it would be a moment of dryness and you would fill it with other things, that the Lord is going to send His Spirit like never before that you're going to dream dreams, that you're going to see visions, that he's going to return to you the joy of your salvation, that he's going to bury for you mysteries in his word. It's not a season to push back. It's a season to push in. I want to encourage you to do that. So we're going to finish the song. And then from there, we've still got some time. You're welcome to have some coffee. If you need to rush, off, that's totally okay. But I thank you for being real with the Lord this morning. And I pray that He will bless you in every single way. Let's worship one more song.